0: This is the Financial Side of Life Podcast, Episode 19.
1: Welcome to the Financial Side of Life Podcast. Our mission? To empower you with smart financial strategies and show that it's possible to get a college education, save, invest, retire, or do whatever makes sense to help you live your best life. We'll meet amazing people and professionals who will share stories about how
0: they do it, and together we hope to bring a little sanity to your complex financial life. And now, here is your host, Certified Financial Planner Pro and founder of AVEA Financial Planning, Angie Verbat-LaRossi. Welcome back to the second half of our interview with my friend, Joy Carrera. Last time, she shared with us a lot of details about her time at the West Point Academy, her career in the Army, and next, we're going to hear about her experiences on 9-11, and finally, her advice to our listeners. So, you, you mentioned that you were at the Pentagon. Um, yeah. You got that job with um, the person who invited you to work there with him. Yes. So, you were there around 2000, I think is what I remember you saying. So, yes. Um, and then we had 9 11, which occurred in 2001. And can you tell us a little bit about your experience with all of that?
1: Well, I uh, we did live through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, my husband and I were both stationed in the Pentagon. At 9-11, on Mm -hmm. 9-11, and I worked in an office that was on the inner ring of the Pentagon, and it was a newly renovated renovated wedge of the Pentagon, so much better reinforced Mm -hmm. since the 40s when the Pentagon was originally built. It was in its its first uh, phases of a complete renovation of the entire Pentagon, which was like a 15-year mm-hmm. um, project. and We had just moved in about 45 days earlier into this new space. Well, that was the space that the plane ended up hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so me being on the inner ring, um, I, was, I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the the plane came through, and there's five rings to the Pentagon. The, the outside ring is the E ring, mm-hmm. which is where I work now. <laughs> okay. um, the outside E ring and then to the A ring. And the A ring, there was a courtyard in between. And the wedge that we were in, the plane, um, actually bottomed out first and so it lost a little bit of velocity coming into the Pentagon but it punched the nose of it punched through um, to the B ring. Okay. Um, so just behind us in some offices so we evacuated um, along with many thousands of others um, so quite a, a surreal mm-hmm. feeling that day mm-hmm. um, and it, it really has become kind of a defining uh, time in, in my life and my career mm-hmm. um, to have gone through that. Mm-hmm. I feel so, I think it's defining, too, where I really realized um, my resilience uh, and my really ability to get through adversity. We weren't a nation at war to that point. Mm-hmm. We, I was part of a peacetime army. Mm-hmm. I went into the military, really in a peacetime army, although a couple contingencies here or there, you know, Bosnia, um, Honduras, you know, those, those contingencies happen, but very few forces go off, specialized forces go off and and did those missions. Mm -hmm. So we're now at war and to, so for, for me to be committed still, to a career and still serve uh, and try to be a leader in, in kind of chaos um, was very defining for I me. Bet.
0: Yeah. And, and like so many of us, I mean, I, I remember where I was and what I was doing that day too. And we were, we were over here on the West Coast. So we had the kind of that time delay with just getting up in the morning. But I just can't even imagine kind of the impact it would have on a military family, especially so closely involved with, with the site of impact, you know. So it was just interesting to to hear you know I'm sure we talked at that time you know just yeah just to find out had so many friends (laughs) and
1: family contact us frustrated they Mm -hmm. couldn't get a hold of us with all the chaos in the DC area Mm -hmm. during that time and I had a four-month-old he was four months old Mm -hmm. and so my nanny was home there with uh with wondering what the heck and where are we are we okay Mm -hmm. Um, my husband at the time happened to be out of the building Mm -hmm. so I also got through that day knowing he wasn't in the building Mm -hmm. his um, his whole office was um, destroyed um, in that so there was one um, individual from his organization um, down on the first level that didn't um, didn't survive. Mm-hmm. So right.
0: Very so yeah. So it was a uh, quite a quite a time. Mm-hmm. So this summer when we visited you, we got to have a tour of the Pentagon, or a little tour anyway. And um, in there was an area that was I would call it a nine nine eleven memorial. Yes. A room with some photographs and things like that to, to commemorate um, what happened there on that day. So that was really cool to go see. We did not have the opportunity to go outside mm-hmm. to see the memorial outside, right. but that'll be for another visit for sure. Um, so that was really interesting. I bet, I just, I kind of wonder, you know, you think of the, the Pentagon. The Pentagon plays so prominently in, I think everybody knows what the Pentagon is and they know where it's at and they don't necessarily know, a lot of details about it but it just must be pretty exciting to be a part of that environment for you back then and that's pretty much where you're at now right you're yes. currently there too so yes. just having the ability ability to be in that building and work with others there
1: yeah what's neat now so i've been back in the pentagon now for a year and a half mm. um, in a job that i'm in now um I've been back in the D.C. living in the D.C. area several times mm-hmm. um, since that first assignment in the Pentagon. But this is the first time back in the Pentagon proper mm-hmm. for this job I'm in. But what's neat about being a part of it now is it's just it's just a thriving. Um, lively place all the time. Of course, (laughs) the hustle and bustle um, of running the Department of Defense. It is the headquarters for all of our service departments. Mm -hmm. So Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, um, and your Secretary of Defense is in there. Um, So it's just really neat being a part of it. But what was really special about it is when I went back Um, in and saw where everything's been rebuilt it's now done so all Mm -hmm. of those renovations they had to had to really spend that uh, very ambitious year Mm -hmm. after 9-11 rebuilding that area which we were committed um our you know our country really Mm -hmm. the government was committed to getting that rebuilt very quickly right uh, to show you know our might that we're not going to let this Mm -hmm. you know defeat us for but um but just to see how the you know the building's all done now and it's just uh it's just neat being a part of it Mm -hmm. just like I know when you were back Mm -hmm. in D.C. right when you're traveling around seeing the historic monuments and the museums around D.C. Mm -hmm. it's just neat to be there and be a part of Mm -hmm. it for some time
0: oh yeah just to walk inside i mean we got to go you know inside and we went through security and um got to walk around just the normal everyday offices you know some of those really ordinary kinds of places that is for for people who work there their day-to-day grind right (laughs) you know (laughs) but then we also got to be in the hall of heroes you know Mm -hmm. where the ceremony took place and Mm -hmm. and just um, you know to see that it's basically like a city inside. It there. it really yeah. is. It's self sustaining. Yeah, you've
1: got banks. You've got uh, the food, plethora of mm. different food vendors and uh, CVS. And yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. hair hair cutting hair you know, cutting florist, florist of chocolate shop jewelry store <laughs> yeah yep. travel
1: yeah travel agency uh, you've got the full gamut there yeah yes. and i
0: i don't think i knew that i mean i really don't yeah. i didn't know that so it was really really cool to get that tour
1: yeah even my doctor and my optometrist and my dentist are there and they're all there they're okay. all there
0: because i don't know how you leave and get back you know <laughs> if right. you gotta go you're, you're done for the day you just go home. that's or- right I suppose that just simplifies life for all those people who are there. How many people are in the Pentagon? So I don't know
1: the exact number, but I think we're around um, 23,000 that kind of fit proper inside the Pentagon, Mm -hmm. but really um, around the surrounding area of Pentagon City and Crystal City, Mm -hmm. which are uh, suburbs of Arlington, which just are adjacent to the Pentagon Reservation, um, are more offices because we just don't all right. fit. <laughs> it's
0: a big organization. I've,
1: I've actually got a division that's, um, that is office is in Crystal City.
0: Mm, okay. Um, so I, I want to get into this next topic, which is really very, very special. Um, so this past summer, my family was able to travel back to Washington, D.C. for a very special ceremony in which you were promoted to – Brigadier General, which is a one-star general. And I mean, just from my perspective, I I don't even know that I fully understand the impact of what that means, but it seemed like a really big deal. I don't even know if <laughs> I know the full impact of it. <laughs> I was just telling, I've been telling everybody for the last, you know, many months. And it's a, it's almost like, you know, a child who does a good job. You know, you have to brag about them. You're, you're my bragging point. Oh I get to gosh. tell people about this all the time because it's so special. You know, first of all, it's the fact that you've, you've been through this career all this time, 34. Thirty. It, so so 28. <laughs> I just went over 28 years 28 in the years. service. Okay, so 28 years, and now you've been promoted to general. Um, I know at the ceremony, is it your boss? My she boss. She was. She did a wonderful speech. You know, she spoke to us very, um, very engaging, very interesting, funny. It was just awesome to listen to her, and I recorded it all. And um, <laughs> she kind of remarked on the. The numbers in the military, you know, the the number of women in these leadership positions, and the, there aren't very many, you know, so no. it's just a special, to me, it's really a special designation and level of achievement, so it's just, it's very, you know, I'm very proud of you. Thank <laughs> to you. To say it simply. Thanks. So, um, I don't know, what can you tell us about all that? What does it mean to you? Oh, my goodness. To have gotten to this I point? don't think I still quite
1: have... Absorbed at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because I never dreamed that I would, one, stay in the Army this long. Okay. Um, I, it was always just kind of a one step at a time, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, once I knew that I was going to do 20 years, you know, once you're kind of over that hump, of, and I was a major, I pretty much knew, hey, I could. I can easily retire at 20 years as a lieutenant colonel, Mm -hmm. Um, so making colonel was a huge deal to me, which was the rank I just came from. Um, And so I guess it's never been about, I have never been about trying to get to that next Mm -hmm. level, so I'm kind of at this juncture where you can see the path and, and there's certain check the block jobs that you can... You know that at that next grade, if you get selected for, I mean that's a it's a neat thing to be selected for brigade command as a as a colonel O six, officer six rank. Mm -hmm. um, That was oh my gosh, that was a big deal to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At this now, but was there a ceremony? There was a ceremony. There was a ceremony. Much smaller. Okay, (laughs) Okay. much smaller ceremony. I I guess I'm still trying to re- really come down to reality that Aww. that it really is this. And and I guess I've just tried to keep doing what I think is I'm doing to help contribute and it's meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And that is what has kept me going is because I've I've been a part and I've done things again, I, I seem to always want and be attracted to that next challenge, mm-hmm. working outside of my comfort zone and and just embarking on experiences that have kind of brought me to this point. And I guess I'm very, I'm proud of myself, mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. I'm proud that I have, I guess, been successful enough or done a good enough job and it's validation for me knowing that um, the leadership our army leadership thinks this highly of me that they want me to continue serving mm-hmm. at the next grade um, that I think I'm I'm most proud of it's kind of that validation sure. and then I never really realize I think I'm just I'm just another you know I'm just another person I'm just another <laughs> officer I'm just another general there's all you know plenty of brigadier generals I but when folks start highlighting the fact that, oh, you know, you're, you can be such a great example for other, you know, young women, young girls, mm-hmm. like my daughter. right That is, I think, what is kind of now means the most to me, is if, if me being promoted for whatever it's worth um, to anybody and however long I continue to serve – Um, if I can be an example for my daughter, if I can be an example for her friends or any young women starting out or really any, anybody, Mm -hmm. boy or girl, Mm
0: -hmm. um, I, I really find a lot, I think the most value in that. And I, I would agree because I think what I so get a kick out of is the fact that you're just Joy from, you know, <laughs> and I know you from Pasco and you, you were raised in other parts of Washington. So, yeah. you know, you're just kind of a local farm girl. I'm a local it, farm girl. You know, and I'm like, look at her now, you I know, am. and it's, it's doable. That it is sort of the American dream in a way, you know, one version of that, being able to um, take advantage of the opportunities that are out there, make smart choices and succeed in yeah. life you know yeah. so it's a great message for girls for boys for young people for people who are not so young you know because there's always tomorrow so yeah. we can always just keep keep on keeping on and do a good job so I agree I totally agree with that
1: yeah.
0: has has anything changed you know because it's been a few months now since since the official and you've had some time even prior to the actual ceremony to sort of wrap your head around it. So you've had a little bit of time now. Has anything changed? Do people treat you differently? Um, Friends, family, what's what's that like? So it is an interesting,
1: it is an interesting dynamic, Mm -hmm. um, especially with all the, you know, leadership. um, And really just with, you know, Army, military, and civilian personnel. Um, I actually had been in the job for a year already okay. so I have been serving in my current job um, as a promotable mm-hmm. um, and just waiting for my number to come up okay. to, to actually get to pin on formally mm-hmm. and for pay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um,
0: which is very important that too. is kind of <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's the, another perk that I didn't even think about talking about but yeah but pay yeah. goes up pay was, does was,
1: definitely go okay. up and so th- again nothing I ever was aspiring f- to mm-hmm. Um, I actually knew even the year before that that I had come out on the list because my last, my former job, I was the director over all of the assignments officers for managing all of the colonels Mm -hmm. in the Army. Mm -hmm. So in that role... We prepared all of the colonel's files and got them all ready to be boarded to to be considered for promotion. And so we, of course, were the first to see the outcome of that. So Mm -hmm. I knew. Um, So there was a long time coming. And even as a promotable is a lot different than now that I've actually pinned on. Mm -hmm. There is. It's almost like this a little bit more maturity um, and treatment by others. There's a difference between being a promotable colonel and an actual Brigadier General. But other than that, it, I mean, just in rank, I, I'm i just doing what I think I should be doing, mm-hmm. um, job-wise.
0: Okay. I, I would think, um, I just don't know much about the, the whole military, you know, impact, but if there's somehow formalities that change with the people that you work with because of this? Is that the case or not necessarily? So, um, well, of course, for me, it
1: was kind of hard to get used to actually calling general officers by their first names, Mm -hmm. uh, like one stars. Of course, I call the higher ranking
0: generals, sir and ma'am. But And so you become less formal with people who are uh, at a lower rank? Yes. And you, okay. Yes. And that's changed? That's I've always
1: change. been a really personable. Uh, I'm always a uh, a more, I'm not a formal person. Mm-hmm. And you can go either way. Mm-hmm. You know, leaders can can call all their subordinates by their rank and their last name or the Mr., Miss, if they're a civilian, mm-hmm. federal service employee, um, and their last name. Um, I've always kind of, if, if they work in and around me, and they work for me, of Mm -hmm. course, I'm usually on a first-name basis with my team, unless I'm in a formal setting. If we're in a formal presentation, a briefing, I will refer to individuals by their rank or their, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. That's just culture. That's culture, and that's, you know, just appropriate. Sure. um, So. Okay. But it's weird to be called um, and be told to call
0: general officers by their first name. (laughs) It's kind of like teachers. You know, growing up, we used right. to call teachers by Mr. or Mrs. last name, right? And, right? and to now not have to do that as we have aged. So yes. it's just a, it takes a, a bit of a mind shift. You know, right, to do right. That. Um, so when I, when I think of the word general, that's, I mean, I am still pretty, pretty impressed by that whole thing and, and all of that. Um, I think of the words like leader or leadership, leader or leadership. And I know that being a general is not necessarily everybody's goal or being president or, you know, some high level of something, but we can all do better and, and be better leaders. Um, how would you say that you encourage leadership in those that you come into contact with?
1: Hmm. Well, sometimes, you know, leadership comes by position. You know, outright, and you're kind of you're put in positions where, and, and really, I don't like the word manager. So mm-hmm. think of it outside the military. So, of course, the military has its structure, its hierarchy of mm-hmm. ranking, and so those higher-ranking officers that are responsible for any entity, any kind of an element, you're a leader over that organization or that element or that unit, um, or a mission. You know, you might be a leader over a mission. And so it's just I've just grown in. That's a culture that Mm -hmm. I've grown up with through the military. And so it comes by position. But once you then get the position, there's leadership also is about gaining the trust and the credibility that comes along with the rank and the position. Mm -hmm. So you earn that, I think, by your character, and 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 what, how how the kind of leader you are, in that, so by that, example. Yeah, I guess by example. So, you know, we I've been thrown into many different um, jobs or or roles where I've had to project some kind of leadership over the organization. And so I think through the years and I guess as I've matured as a leader, um, you know, I started out in the military very niched and I I learned a specialty with Signal Corps. And then later it was with the HR Mm -hmm. director kind of um, um, career field or mindset. And I would serve in those types of units over, you know, things that I knew about. And as you got more senior, we're, we're kind of broadened beyond those career fields. And so especially at the general officer rank now, we can move from job to job totally outside of anything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And so the job I'm in right now um, is is more heavy engineering. I, I have a lot of engineers mm-hmm. uh, that work for me, analysts, like having you know numbers, data, mm-hmm. statistic analysis type, um, folks, computer systems, folks that are uh, that are under me, and it is a, it's a kind of a learning curve for me as a leader to try to find my way in an organization and lead an organization, not knowing their what they do necessarily, mm-hmm. and and you got to find this kind of middle road of I want to know all the nuts and bolts of everything that they do mm-hmm. because I feel like if I do know everything that they know then I can better champion what they're doing articulate things to our senior leaders mm-hmm. and so to some extent to some point it's my responsibility to learn enough about their craft or what mm-hmm. we do in the organization to be able to really truly lead it and move it forward um, it's hard it's hard finding that that middle road right so but you
0: know I, I think another part of well, a big part of being a leader is that you you know how to bring in this the specialists the people who have all the the minutia of detail and, and knowledge and experience you yes. know you're maybe more of the vision or the bigger picture and you don't have to know all the uh, small details well, so. i've certainly not made it this far <laughs> at all
1: on mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so right. i i have made it only because of the extremely smart the subordinate junior leaders both military and civilian that i've had over the years that really make things happen mm-hmm. it's like they do the work they they do all the you know the technical or or have great ideas that I latch onto. And I, you know, I think that's, and I think getting to your, I think, initial question really was, you know, how, how do I, you know, use my leadership with others? Mm-hmm. Um, one, it's important for me to empower others. And so empowering my subordinates, um, it makes me feel good when I've made them part of the solutions Mm -hmm. and made them part of the problem, you know, the, the solving problems. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, uh, rather than telling them rather than, yeah, directing. mm -hmm. And, um, so that's just kind of my, the way that I work, (laughs) work best. I, I love team teamwork.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that, to me, that's the military, isn't it? I mean, right. that, that is sort of the epitome of teamwork right there. It goes and, you know, back to our volleyball sure days, right? It sure does. You know, because yeah. you had a role. I mean, it goes back to you being tall. I'm not so tall. <laughs> I was not a hitter. I had to hit once in a while. But, you know, my role in that team was as a passer. And I you were a very setter. good one. Well, and and I was not a hitter. I was not a setter. And so. Very good mm- defensive specialist. Yeah. So. That that is really a great example of teamwork is mm-hmm. being on a team and everybody having their role and and recognizing that there is no one. That's you know, right, no one player. So we all work together. We all work together to go. That's third right. State. That's right. It does. It takes. <laughs> it takes a team. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly believe it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so I I'm quite certain that your day to day life can be stressful, much like other people, but somehow I just think it's a little more stressful. <laughs> I don't know. What do you like to do for fun?
1: Oh, shoot. Love time with uh, my kids, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Um, so with my job, I am very um, pretty engaged, and it's a lot of long hours. Yeah. Um, so what I try to do is when I am home and on the weekends mm-hmm. um, is try to um, – do fun things with the kids. Uh, I have a daughter who's a movie fiend. She is music, Broadway, uh, so we go to a lot of movies mm-hmm. and shows and um, watch movies at home with the kids. Right. Um, and you know, my son's into sports and um, and a lot of different odds and end things that he likes to do. So I try to you know them first and foremost, but. I have found over the years, and because I am a single mom now, Mm -hmm. um, and I have been really um, kind of on the own with the kids for the last four or five years, um, I have had to put myself back in check because I really lost the balance in taking care of myself myself and things that that really are important to me Um, and I feel like I'm a lot better off now even though as busy as I am Mm -hmm. with my schedule on a weekly basis Um, taking time out with my friends I love to go out and drink wine I love wine (laughs) wine tasting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, love eating so my idea of entertainment is with friends either at their house at one of our houses or out at a restaurant just visiting and having drinks Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and eating Mm -hmm. um that's that's just kind of like the tip top the most fun i have um lots of things to do in dc so we we try to get out and about although i probably take it for granted um that's one thing i can tell you never know how long you're going to be around. You yeah. should not take it for granted. Right. But I do take a lot of the museums and things for granted. Like, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but that's it's fun being yeah. around the yeah. Northern Virginia, D.C. area. Right. But, yeah, so balance. I am trying to find still a lot mm-hmm. better balance but have been able to really make a point and do so in this last couple of years.
0: That's great because I, I could see where – Having a leadership position in a in a business, you know the business being yeah. your business being the military uh come could be isolating, yeah, you know because of whatever you know people think you are something that you're not or they're afraid to approach you or whatever so are are these friends that you have are they new friends are they old friends? Do they know joy from long time ago, or how would you describe them?
1: So actually, my the the friends that uh, a couple different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one group that you know, I, one part of trying to be balanced. My daughter playing volleyball mm-hmm. um, in the youth, uh, the recreational league, mm-hmm. the county's league there in Alexandria. I've been coaching her volleyball team as she's come up for this last four years. Um, so, through that it, uh, those teams, I have come to know some other parents. Mm-hmm. And I've become um, almost like best friends with with a couple of the parents oh, and good. mothers. Mm-hmm. And so we, and we all enjoy things like drinking wine <laughs> and hanging out with each other. So, and our kids, of course, the daughters all love hanging out with each other so we'll get that's a win-win it it? is a win-win it (laughs) is or a wine 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 that's right so I have that group um and yeah interesting you ask about how it comes more isolated not in a deliberate direct or offensive or uncomfortable way but it just kind of happens that you do kind of uh, just like your circles of life, you know, is your things that you're interested or you do on a, you end up being affiliated or kind of mm-hmm. closer to the folks that are kind of doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. But I do have a couple of true, you know, military friends that even though they're colonels, um, I'm still <laughs> besties with yeah. um, you met Chris, mm-hmm. um, Chris and, and Jay are. Like my best military friends, mm-hmm. um, and I've got another um, couple of gal friends that, even though they're you know and they know, and they still they call me ma'am, I tell them not to call me ma'am. <laughs> when we're out and about and we're not yeah. you know doing anything military and yeah. we're out to dinner or out for paint night, I've you know doing things like that mm-hmm. with a couple of those that are in the military. But, yeah, small circle.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Hard habits to break, I imagine, though. I mean, really hard to turn that off. It is
1: hard. Never, though, have I felt like, oh, shoot, because I'm now at this rank, I can't really have anything to do with you. I can't Mm -hmm. really converse with you on a personal. um, Mm -hmm. Don't don't have that. Maybe it's because none of them really are working for me. Mm. so yeah, they're not see. subordinates of mine
0: right. therefore yeah okay. and that could complicate things i suppose but um, yeah yeah so yeah well good i'm glad to hear that you are, are doing fun things. i am trying <laughs> we all need that you know we and that's something i'm actually trying to make a better effort at too is connections or relationships yes. and you know we're at the new year it's time to kind of reevaluate and talk about Uh, Goals and New Year's resolutions and things like that. But I, in the new year, you know, I think my number one business goal is really relationship focused, being engaged with people and, you know, getting to know people on a deeper level. Because it seems harder and harder and harder to do, especially with, you know, social media and things like that. Yes. You have a lot of friends, but. Easy you know. to stay acquainted, <laughs> but you're
1: really not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: So relationships really matter. It, it does. It really matters. Well,
1: you've been the great example, though, to me for that over the years. You really <laughs> have been the glue. Um, I am terrible. I am one who's terrible at keeping in touch with people. And so I it's say hard. the same thing. I'm going to try to work mm-hmm. a lot harder. Um, is I don't really get on the social media mm-hmm. um, like a lot of um, my friends are. Yeah. Um, so yeah. trying to stay connected and, yeah, it really, at this point in my career in life, I think that's it's just ever more important.
0: Yeah, and, and those are r- real relationships. You know, the social media stuff is is less real in mm-hmm. my opinion. But, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing with friends face-to-face to me is really the real stuff, you know, so... Great, that's good to hear. I'm glad, Joy. It's been about half a year or so since you were promoted. Um, do you have some sense of what is on the horizon with your career?
1: Well, so while you know such an honor and it's so great to be serving at this level, I fully understand and uh, at comfort and fully fine to retire at this grade, mm-hmm. and that's what I fully expect. Okay, um, really. To, to make it to Brigadier General, um, only 51% or higher are not even going to go on to mm-hmm. any further grade, mm-hmm. to a two-star level. So I I don't, um, just like I've never aspired for that next grade, I'm just going to do the job that the Army wants me to do, and I'll I'll – finish out, I should finish out the job I'm doing this in, through this next summer. Okay. There is a possibility that they may extend me, um, and I may stay in the Pentagon in this job for an additional year, so to 2020. Um, but I'm also kind of at the the mercy, if you will, of the Army leadership and, and what they want me to do, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll find out in a couple of months. If, um, if they're going to have me move on to a different job. So mm-hmm. I might move this summer, or, yeah. and that's just kind of like the military yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And, and so may, may move in the next six months um, or stay an additional year and then possibly have to move okay. on. But, you know, I, I've made a commitment, and it's kind of my time horizon for, for many things um, with the kids, with the job, with finances, mm-hmm. um, that right now I'm kind of on a three year um, plan. Okay. And I'm, I'm kind of keeping doors open, um, and we'll see what kinds of branches
0: and roads come <laughs> along. So I turned 51 this year. Is your birthday like right around now? When's your birthday? Like today. Is it today? <laughs> <laughs> It was right around now oh joy yes. oh my goodness so yes i turned 51 Today. happy birthday thank oh, you very gosh. much i should have checked social media i think i would have no figured problem that out. <laughs> It is just another day now. We're at 51. Oh, so I because when you talk about retirement, I don't think of retiring at 51 or 53 or 54. So is there ever the possibility you could keep talking about this, this level of rank, you're not going to aspire or not reach another higher rank? But is there the possibility that you can stay at this rank for another 10 to 15 years and, and retire at a normal retirement age, or does that just not happen?
1: Yeah, so I guess why I have kind of a three-year, or should it be four years? It really could be four years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, by Title Ten by law, um, by age or by grade, whichever comes first, there are mandatory retirement dates.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So had I stayed a colonel, had I not been promoted to brigadier general, then I would still have two years left. Mm -hmm. 2021, or actually the end of 2020, Mm -hmm. would be my mandatory retirement date. But now Mm -hmm. since I've been promoted, um, I've got to 32 years. Mm -hmm. So I could hang and and, uh, serve out that time um, to 32 years, which would be 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, I have committed, I've kind of made a, a loose verbal commitment to the leadership that, you know, when you get promoted to Brigadier General, they ask you to kind of stay three years. Mm -hmm. Um, I could leave this year. I, you know, in 2019, I could Mm -hmm. leave and retire at, at grade, uh, you know, next year. Mm -hmm. Um, and really, I'm at retirement. I'm retirement eligible now. Mm. Okay. But to retire at the, the grade that you're promoted to, um, you need to do at least one year as a brigadier general. I see. At, at colonel's grade, it was at least three years as a colonel to retire at colonel. Okay. And that does matter a little sure. bit. Um, not so much that it matters to me rank wise, but, um, you know, if you go this far and if you're going to get promoted, unless I had this next career, next phase of my life, big man, you know, career field, something that I was longing to do, was going to jump to after I retire from the military, that would be that greater benefit, you know, uh, financial Mm -hmm. benefit Mm -hmm. to retire earlier, then yeah, I might, you know, many look and Try to figure that out for themselves. What yeah. what matters the most? Stay in, you know, the longer time. But mm-hmm. generally, you know, I don't know what's next, the next career. I do know that I love um, talent management. I love the HR field. Yeah. I, you know, I really love city management and what I'm kind of doing at the program policy end of the Army for right now with installation Management Mm -hmm.
0: um, and and isn't that kind of what you did when you were in in Japan? Yeah, yeah. So what was in
1: uh, Camp Zama, Japan, just south of Tokyo? Yes, Mm -hmm. I had a great honor to uh, serve you two years as the commander of the garrison in Mm -hmm. the army's installations in Japan,
0: Mm -hmm. and that was much like a mayor. It's it's really it's kind
1: of a cross between being the city mayor and a city manager. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. you're over all things from the 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 people programs to the facilities mm-hmm. and the upkeep of facilities and the utility systems and all everything mm-hmm. for you know what makes a, a city tick, an installation tick. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm at the kind of programming, funding, end and policy side of that now, or
0: end of that, okay. at the top
1: of the Army, on the Army staff.
0: And so you see yourself, I mean, that's kind of one of my next questions was, what do you see yourself doing at retirement? Oh, you're, my gosh. You're a young lady, you know, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and gosh, you, you know, really, you could have 10, 15, 20-year career ahead of you. What's, what's on the horizon? What's the next steps there?
1: So I do know that I've got to do something. Um, I would really love to, as long as my kids are still, you know, will be grown. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe f- at the end of my career, still with uh, a year or two of school mm-hmm. or embarking on college. Okay. I'd love to, you know, of course, be a part of whatever they're doing, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um Having that flexibility. Having that flexibility. Yeah. And I yeah. guess with with financial kind of, not super, su- I mean, it's not like I've set myself up and I'm just going to be f- independent financially without ever working again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the case. Okay. Um, but pretty good nest egg mm-hmm. and a pretty good um, pension mm-hmm. where I can be selective, one, and I don't have to... Um, really tear myself up with a grind of a job yeah. mm-hmm. and so I want to do something that's meaningful I want to do something that I enjoy of course mm-hmm. um, I'm not a I'm not one to go jump on the oh let me go join this charity and do this charity work this charity work. I might find some niche or something through mm-hmm. somebody or some experience and may get into that but um and I would probably want to work. I the best thing I could think of is is yeah, it would be awesome to be like a city manager, hmm. or be a uh, chamber of commerce, you know, some director, you know, or or mm-hmm. somewhere in a chamber of commerce, or or be an HR director of a, a not a huge huge corporation, but of a company.
0: Yeah, who have. Uh, Employees to manage <laughs> to have
1: employees to manage and employment programs mm-hmm. and and the kind of group dynamic things of a of an organization that I could somehow affect. I would love to uh, get into HR, uh, kind of director role or whatever. But it's the talent management. Mm-hmm. It's the it's how you hire. Not fire, but how you you get, you know, gain a workforce. And that's kind of, like, interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Finding the right people for the right positions in the company. Yeah. So, you know, but I – and who knows where I'm going to be? You Mm -hmm. know, I'm a single mom now. I'm Mm -hmm. single. And Mm -hmm. so who knows if I find – my, uh, you know, Mister Wright for 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 life. You know who, right. what what life, what road that may take us down, That's and where true. we may settle.
0: Mm-hmm. So a lot of unknowns. A lot end. of unknowns. So you just kind of keeping your your. Your options open.
1: Kind of keeping options <laughs> open. And I guess it'll have to just kind of, I, I trust that it's going to feel right. And yeah. w- to me, I've always believed that everything that happens, happens for a reason.
0: Mm. Isn't that true? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your motto again? Trying to remember. So my
1: motto from, um, is, is bottom line, my, my motto is ever forward, never backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a saying, a caption that was put on the back of a business card of a, a mentor when I um, entered West Point and had to go through the, they call it Beast Barracks. It's your kind of your summer grind rights. It's like basic training, mm-hmm. but at West Point for cadets. And, and I had a captain who was affiliated with the volleyball team, and he kind of looked after me. He would check in on me as I was going through my tr- summer training. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we got together as a, the volleyball team, a couple of touch points during the summer. and But he would show up and just check on me. And he put this card, and it was waiting in my room in an envelope, ever forwards, never backwards. And mm-hmm. I just, to this day, I mean, I remember that moment mm-hmm. in time. And that almost that was a defining. Mm-hmm. It just it gave me that oomph to To push forward, and it was just. It's just. It's kind of been my mantra. <laughs> That's
0: great. That's a great story. Well, Joy, we have talked a lot. Yes, I've lost track of time. And as we wrap up our conversation, I I like to ask my guests what might be their key piece of advice. And I think I would say, you know, what would be your key piece of advice to our our women listeners who are starting out in their career, or even just, you know, men and women who are Mm kind of at that early point in their lives, uh, might be figuring out what to do next after high school or what to do next after college? What kind of advice would you maybe give to them? Wow, so, so many things.
1: (laughs) But I, I think I would have to say that, you know, don't rush into thinking that you have to have everything figured out. And don't be afraid. Try to find, dig from within because some people it's harder than others. And I get it and I've been there, but try to to bring yourself out of your comfort zone. And to go after seek or be, be attuned to what's going on around you and activities and associations, things mm-hmm. that are going on and don't be stovepiped into what you think your path is. Mm-hmm. Because before you know it, if you broaden yourself, if you open yourself up to try or to put yourself out there into something that is either unknown or just uncomfortable to you, you just might find a new path to go down. And you may do that 10 times. You may do that 20 times or one and end up down a track that you never dreamed or imagined you'd be going down. But when you look back, you know, you, you, you're going to probably, like I have, I have come to realize, um, leaving doors open and just putting myself out there and taking on challenges I have been able to get through many things mm-hmm. easy and hard so um, I would just encourage that of, of any young person and, mm-hmm. um, and follow if you have a dream and have something set that you really are set then then climb the mountain you know get up the gumption and climb the mountain to get there because it's so worth it and it, you find so much validation in yourself and for others around you and it, it helps you
0: excellent get through life it sure does excellent advice all right well huh thanks joy um gosh i i really did have a fun time kind of thinking up what did i want to talk about because these are just things that i'm always i've always mm-hmm. been curious about too so i really appreciate you taking the time to talk today um and hearing your stories about your life and your career and your kids and promotion and all the wonderful things that i'm i'm familiar with and some things i wasn't so familiar with so thank you i really want to thank thank you very much for joining (laughs) i appreciate it and it's been such a pleasure having you part of my life too and happy
1: birthday today thank you (laughs) thank you very much we don't count them anymore
0: (laughs) yes we do yes we do all right thanks so much all right thank you and thank you for listening as well be sure to check over the show notes for more details from our conversation I invite you to listen again and subscribe to our podcast at AVEAFP.com, that's A-V-E-A-F like financial, P like planning, dot com, and leave a review. And please join our exclusive podcast community on Facebook at Financial Side of Life. Thank you for tuning in.